0: Amen. I think I'm live now. Praise the Lord. Let's get right into this confession. You ready? I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved by you. I am the disciple who Jesus loves. I am my father's favorite child. I am the apple of his eye. I am well-pleasing in his sight. I receive the love that my father has for me. Everything I do and touch shall be blessed because I am the beloved. I am loved, righteous, blessed, prosperous, redeemed, forgiven, talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined, focused, prepared, qualified, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped, empowered, anointed, accepted and approved, not average, not mediocre, holy, flawless, without blemish, blameless, and free from accusation. I am a child of the Most High God. I will become all I was created to be in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, we're going to dive right in today. The word of righteousness. I'm not done with that. Praise God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. We just confessed it. I'm righteous. Say I'm righteous. I'm righteous. Because, of because of Jesus. We don't deserve it, but we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Okay. Amen. And righteousness is right standing with God. Amen? Amen. It means that we are not guilty. We are accepted. We are totally pleasing to God. We are approved. So, church, we're right with God. Have you ever heard this statement in church or heard somebody, some church people say it? Get right with God, church. Anybody ever heard that? Church, we need to get right with God now. need to get right. Get right, church. Get right. Get right. You know, that that is not biblical. That's not that's that's not scriptural, because anytime you hear that, it implies something. And it it, first of all, it's not good news. The gospel is good news. So that should tell you something. Why is it not good news? Because it's it always points to something that you're not doing. Something that. So to say, to get right means you're not right. And if you're not right, you're wrong. You're wrong about something. And it points to what you, something you have to do to be made right, church. But church, we are already right with God. That's what's wrong with that statement. It's incorrect. You are already the righteousness of God in Christ. Why do people fight the good news? No, 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 no. We, we, you, you got to get right. We already are right because of Jesus. And we're just going to drill and drill and drill this in, into your heart so nobody will be able to talk you out of it. Now, this message needs to get out. It needs to get out so much so that I am, I am um, deputizing y'all. I'm commissioning you to go and spread this good news to people because there's so many churches you go into and they're talking about things that you have to do to get right with God. You you ever heard this? You're going to have to answer to God for what you've done. Well, I'm going to tell you what the answer is today. And we're going to go to this. We're going to go to the scripture today, all right? So, as we always do, um, as I tell you, um, don't take things just because I say it. Make sure you can find it in the Word, all right? Because um, you can, let me be careful how I say this, just because you're a pastor, contrary to what some pastors might tell you, doesn't mean you know everything. No pastor, except me, is going to know everything in this life. (laughs) Now, I'm kidding none of us will ever know everything and sometimes see when you're free you can admit like if you ask me something about the bible and i don't know it i'll tell you i don't know i'm still a student i'm still learning i know some things thank god god has shown me a lot of things giving giving me revelation on a lot of things but i don't know everything and guess what neither do you so be open see some pastors when see when you're not free there's some pastors that are not free and they're, they're not they're not willing to admit that that they don't know something they 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 want to put on this persona like oh i got to have the answer but um when you're free, you can just admit hey i i, I don't i don't know that okay and Uh, There are pastors, if they've been taught a certain thing and they believed a certain thing for a long period of time, if they see something different or if something different is presented, they are unwilling to accept it because they would have to go back and say, I was wrong about some stuff. I don't have that problem. Okay? Once I see something in the Word, you can forget about it. Because once you see it, you can't unsee it see this this word of righteousness. see, um, there there are things that I say that that those of you that have been listening uh, to me share the word of grace, the word of righteousness, the word about God's unconditional love. they all go together. Um, when I make a certain statement that you're right with God, you don't have to do anything to. Uh, to be made righteous. Righteousness is a gift. Um, That's foreign to a lot of people. That's why I'm commissioning you. I'm commissioning you to go out and tell it. I mean, I'm just really repeating what the Bible says. The Bible says go into all the world and preach the gospel. That wasn't written to preachers. That was written to you. Preachers included. But we need to go and share this because there's so many people that are in condemnation. They feel guilty because of something they've done. The church has told them you need to get right. But a lot of times when people make that statement, they don't tell them what they have to do. And um, if they do, it's always, well, you need to go to church or you need to read the Bible. You need to stop doing this and stop doing that and stop doing this. And and those things are, are good to stop committing adultery or, or stop getting drunk or, or stop this bad behavior or whatever. But that's not what the good news is. Telling people to stop, that's not good news. Well, pastor, they need to stop. What, what about sin? I'm going to tell you about it. What we need to do is tell people the good news that they're the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm talking about believers now. And all all a sinner needs to do, a person, when I say sinner, a person who hasn't accepted the Lord, all they have to do is make Jesus the Lord of their life. There's only one sin that'll send a person to hell, rejecting Jesus. I don't have time to show you that. But... um, The Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin, not sinning. See, people miss that. One of the things the Holy Spirit will do is convict the world, as people that don't know the Lord, of not their sins, of sin. And then you can see this in John 16, and it goes on and tells you what the sin is. Of sin because they don't believe in me. That's the only sin that, that will send somebody to hell. So what we need to tell the world is, Jesus died for you. This is good news. Your sins have been forgiven 2,000 years ago on the cross. Then when it comes to the church, we need to tell them, your sins have been forgiven on the cross. They've already been dealt with. God will never judge you about anything. Now, some folks will say, oh, yeah, no. Well, stick with me. If you know everything, just stop listening. Don't even bother yourself. <laughs> if you know everything, just, you could just cut me off right now. You've got the power of the button, right? Too much in the church. You know, you know we got, um, if there was a meme For Jesus, they would have a sad Jesus, like like the crying Jordan. You know, they have a crying Jesus. He's sad because of, you know, all the homosexuality and all of the abortions and all of the... I'm not saying... Now, those things are wrong. But what I'm telling you is, Jesus is not going around with a sad face because of what's happening in the world. All the violence and all the... You know injustice and all, and they've got a crying face on Jesus, and they got God mad, got a frowny face on Him, and the Holy Spirit being grieved. There's no wonder the church so depressed, and 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 worn out, and and just mad, because they think their Father's mad, they think Jesus is crying, they think the Holy Spirit is grieved. all right just the introduction now let's see what the word says pastor that's all right but what does the word say i gave you some word already but i want you to i want to show you some more okay um second corinthians chapter three and verse nine um if the law how many of you know we're not under the law but we're under grace If the law that judged people guilty of sin had glory. See, the purpose of the law was to show people that uh, to to bring people to the end of themselves. The strength of sin is the law. See, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ. Christ. It was a temporary system until Jesus came. It was to show people that they couldn't keep it and they needed a savior. The law showed you that you're guilty before God. Nobody, we're going to show you a scripture that nobody could be justified. Remember what that word justified means. It means declare righteous. No one can be declared righteous by keeping the law. It was impossible. Nobody could do it, see? See, because if one person could, o- only person that could, could keep the law perfectly was Jesus. Now, if one person could do it, then everybody could do it. Think about this. Like one person, like when a when person, uh, for a long time, they, they thought in yesteryear that nobody could, could break the uh, four-minute mile. But then after that, one guy did it, and all kind of other folks did it. I still can't do it, but there's other people <laughs> that that have, have done it. You know, four-minute miles, like no big deal anymore, but it, it was a big deal. So my point is one person can do it, then there are other people that can do it. So if one person could keep the law, then there's other people that could keep it. But the Bible says nobody could keep it. That's why we needed a Savior. The Bible is very clear. He didn't say, well, only only a few people could keep it. I mean, that, that, that shows you the, the the craziness of trying to keep the law. Because nobody can keep it. There's always going to be something that you have to do. Huh? There's, always, there's always something more. Like if, if, if we didn't have a good, good church meeting, well, it's because we didn't pray enough. It's, it's always something. All right? If the law that judged people guilty of sin had glory, surely, watch this, The new way that makes people right with God has much greater glory. In other words, the the new is better than the old. God has a new way of people being made right with God. One that works. The other way didn't work. All right. So let's let's look at um, Romans chapter four. And... uh, Beginning in verse 6. And this is David talking about. Thank you Lord Jesus. Here we go. David also spoke. Of this when he described. The happiness of those. I'm reading this out of the new living. David, David described the happiness of those. Who are declared righteous. Without working for it. We saw last week that Romans 5, 17 is the gift of righteousness, the free gift of righteousness, one translation says. Okay? When it's a gift, you don't work for it. I may have you repeat this a few times today. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. (laughs) (laughs) All right? Oh, David goes on to say, Oh, what joy. Say joy. For those whose disobedience is something that you have to work for. No, forgiven. Whose sins as far as the east is from the west are put out of sight. I, I threw it in the east in from the, the west. But, but I, I'm putting that in there, but that doesn't take away from what it says, right? Because it's put out of sight. they gone. What about sin? They're gone. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes, what joy. This is a, it, it mentions happiness, joy, joy. This is joy, y'all. This is something to be excited about. Huh? What, what joy for those. See, when you get a revelation of this, you got joy. Whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Whew. What about sin? My record's cleared. See, don't see yourself, well, I'm just a sinner. I'm just a dirty old sinner saved by grace. The Bible says that our righteousness is of rags. That's the old covenant. That's righteousness that was of the law. Righteousness that came by keeping the law in the old covenant, that was a filthy rags. That's not us today. We're not sinners saved by grace. That's a contradiction of terms. You can't be a sinner saved by grace. You're either a sinner or you're saved. We were sinners. Once we're saved, we're no longer sinners. Hallelujah. You can't be a sinner saved. You can't be... You, you can't be a sinner saved. you either a sinner or you're saved. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, your record's been, say my record has been cleared of sin. So how many sins do you have? You never have any. Now, we can commit sins, but what happens when we sin? We don't have any. Because <laughs> we're in a, we're in a, anybody have a washing machine? And you put something in a wash, and then that wash cycle, it, it just, it, as long as it's on that wash cycle, it keeps going. And so we're in a constant wash cycle under grace. As soon as you sin, it's gone. Because it was dealt with 2,000 years ago. Now I'm going to say something. I'm like like my my, my friend, uh, Steve Walsh. He said, now I'm going to say something. (laughs) And we talk about, um, here's something I'm thinking about. Uh, This is not my final answer. But um, let me just say it. When we talk about coming to the altar, and um, Really, in a lot of churches, what happens, and like I say, some of the stuff that I'm talking about, like right now that your record is clear of sin, that your past, present, and future sins have been forgiven, you don't have to ask the Lord to forgive you when you sin because you've already been forgiven. Now, that's common knowledge to those of you that have been sitting up under this word of grace, but people that don't understand God's unconditional love, they don't understand the free gift of righteousness, they don't understand Uh, about god's unmerited favor that you don't work for that you don't earn they don't understand that what i explained last week about his uh that jesus obedience made us righteous it's not your obedience you say yeah praise god amen there's a i'm I'm commissioning you to go out and tell it because there are a lot of people they don't know this It's not common knowledge to them they think it's like oh blasphemy Hmm. you know there are places that i can't go anymore because people are nervous to have some people are nervous to have me in. And that's okay. I still love folks, but but then there's doors that have opened to me. Because see, you don't look to man, you don't look to favoritism from man. Can you say amen? amen. You let God promote you. You don't try to promote yourself. Ministers listening to me. You don't promote yourself. You do what God says. You, you, you act on the promptings and the leadings of the Holy Spirit. You let the Spirit uh, uh, lead you and guide you and direct you. You don't look to man for promotion. Promotion comes from the Lord. That's a word for somebody watching here today. Okay. See, so the things that I'm talking to you about, it's not common knowledge to people. So we need to go and tell it. Will you all accept the challenge? The proclamation challenge, to go and proclaim what is the gospel of good news. Because in many churches, what I was about to say is they have the altar where people come to the altar. If you haven't done right this week, if you haven't been obeying God like you should, you haven't been reading the Bible like you should, and it's actually like a a walk of shame. (laughs) Why should we have a walk of shame in church and people come in shame, coming to the altar? Actually, here's what I was about to say something. The altar has been closed. There really isn't an altar. Again, that's not my final answer, Jeff. I, I'm just thinking about, I thought about this. Is, is there really an altar? Because on, on the cross, Jesus, he finished the work. It's finished. The altar closed. There, there's no steps to his presence. Jesus collapsed the steps. It's finished. And, oh, man, this is, this is John nineteen thirty. It's finished. You can't add to what's finished. You can't add any. There's nothing to add to the finished work. Your forgiveness is finished. Your healing... Oh, glory to God. Your healing is finished. Your prosperity is finished. Your record... See, David in the... Listen, David in the Old Covenant... Listen, this is David talking. Paul quoting David who was pointing forward and he's he's talking about you. He's saying, man he's talking about, man, what joy are them people going to have when the Lord have cleared their record of sins on the cross. People on the, on the, on the other side, he, he was looking into the covenant that we are living in, Rochelle, and he said, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Thank you, Jesus Philippians 3.9. See, there was a righteousness that was of the law. And, and, and it was a do good, get good system. Do good, get good, do bad, get bad. Philippians 3.9 says, this is Paul speaking, and become one with him. Watch this. I no longer count on my own Righteousness. Through obeying the law. See, because Paul said in another place, I was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I kept the law. He kept the law best he could. He said, he said but, but see, once he encountered Jesus on that Damascus road, after that he said, look, I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way, this new way of making us right, God's way of making us right with Himself depends on faith. If you, the, the only way to get this righteousness is to believe. Romans 3. Verse 20, for by the works of the law, say no human being. How many human beings does this leave out? By the works of the law, and it's not just the Ten Commandments, not just the Big Ten. It's anything that you try to do to earn right standing with God. Anything you try to do to earn God's acceptance, you are already accepted. By the works of the law, no human being will be made right in his sight. No human being. Since through the law comes the knowledge of sin. See, the law came to show people that they were sinful and in need of a Savior. And now, like they say in the movies, for the feature presentation. (laughs) Oh, before that, we got one more preview. Excuse me. New Living. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows how sinful we are. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your feature presentation in Dolby Vision, high definition, IMAX. I want you to see this. See, the the New Covenant, see, is, is, is high definition. The law is low definition. See, uh, and some people, when, when they're reading the Bible, it's kind of like going into the 3D movie, and you don't have your 3D glasses. It's all fuzzy, and you really, you can't see it properly, but when it, you say, oh, I forgot to get them 3D glasses, and then you put your 3D glasses, oh, okay, I can see everything right. And that's the way the new covenant is. You you, you got some 3D glasses when you're looking at at the Bible through the lens of the cross. See, and and you can see it in beautiful, high definition, 3D. Everything becomes clear when you read the Bible through the lens of the finished work. Because you know what? Intuitively, if, if we really think about it, in our, in our spirit, you already know it. I know people who, people think, well, are you? You're all making up this grace message. Man, this grace message has been going on since the, uh, uh, Jesus and the Apostle Paul. Follow Jesus around. Did he go around? Are oh, we looking under Jesus? The author, do you really? Follow him around. Are you acting like Jesus or are you acting like the religious people that went around trying to correct him and condemn him? Because he wouldn't condemn the world. Thank you, Jesus. He, he came, Acts 10.38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good he didn't go around condemning people he didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world that's what we get, we're about to read but i'm gonna read it out of the Amplified because it amplifies it huh i really want to go back because y'all reading ahead of me I, y'all need to listen to me first then we're going to go into that <laughs> thank you jesus God did not send Jesus to condemn the world. He went about, if you follow Jesus around, again, don't take my word for it. This stuff is not complicated. You know, there are some people, what I was about to say, there are people who, who get a hold of this grace message and they just stay away from church until they hear it. And when they hear it, they said, that's what the Lord's been showing me. I've heard people, I've heard more than one people, more than a couple people tell me. I just knew it didn't have to be that hard. I knew it. And they got tired of being beat up and whipped in church and coming down. The, as soon as they walk into the church, oh, there he is. We're going to let him have it. We ain't seen him in three, in three years. And then they have him walk down the, 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 the walk of what? The walk of shame. It's sad, really. This, is, this stuff is not funny because people's lives are at stake. Pe- people, people are tired and they're worn out. That's why I love and I'm not going to go there because I might not get out. But, but Matthew 11, people that are tired and worn out through this re- religion is beating the crap out of people. I commission y'all, go ahead. See, because Paul said, and I, and I believe, and I wouldn't argue with anybody about this, but I, be, I believe Paul to be the author of uh, Hebrews. He said, the time when you ought to be teachers, you need one to teach you again, the first principles of, of the oracles of God. Now, what he said was, there's a, there was a time, there's a time, the time comes when you need to be teachers, church. Hallelujah. Yeah, you can do it. You, see, see I, can do it. I can do it. See, this this, this just it's, it's in plain sight. Jesus plus nothing. Oh, what joy. I, thank you, Jesus, is what David said. What joy that we should be having today. And don't let anybody steal your joy. Because when you talk about this, guess what? You talk about good news, they bring up bad news. Oh no, that ain't right. We need to be we need to be right with God. We are right with God. Okay, feature presentation for God, Say God let's shout this from the rooftops y'all. Mark this. Thank God for technology. You got these smartphones. Grab that Bible app. They got free. You, you used to have to remember in the old days. You had to go and buy a Bible to get certain translations. If you wanted another translation, oh man, I got to go back. Got to buy that one. And you have a stack of books now. You got a stack of them on the phone. Amen. You got a stack. Just, just load them up for free. So, mark this. Get, get the Go to the Amplified and keep it handy to show people when people think that you, you need to, to, uh, to, to tell people to be made right with God and to condemn them and, and show them what they need to do to get right. And, and you need to answer for your sin. Okay, watch this. For God did not Send the Son into the world in order to judge or to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence. See, that's what judge means, to pass sentence. To pass sentence on the world. Listen, not the church. Oh, somebody missed that. He didn't send his son into the world to pass judgment on on the world. That's why, go back to Jesus. Do you think that people weren't living right when Jesus was, was walking the earth? There were people who weren't living right, but what he did was he went about doing good, sharing good news, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to tell people what they've done wrong. No, to preach the gospel to the poor, to proclaim liberty, to recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty those that are, bru- that are bruised. Amen. And if you follow him around, he never went around condemning anybody. Who was condemning? The religious people. He came into the world to save the world. For God did not send the son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him. And we'll get to this, not today, time's running out on me, but we're going to tie this in with 2 um, Corinthians 5.19. And if you want to go ahead of me, go ahead, but not right now. <laughs> but compare those two. That's your homework assignment. Compare those two. Because he's given to us the, the, the word of reconciliation that God was in Christ reconciling not the Christian to himself, but the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them. In other words, not charging the world's sin to their account. Now that doesn't mean that we don't preach the gospel. See, now some people take that where it's not supposed to go and they say, well, Yeah, he saved the world, so everybody's saved automatically. No, everybody's not saved until they believe the gospel. They have to believe it and receive it. Okay, so so don't get that twisted. Because if everybody was saved, what am I doing up here now? (laughs) I mean, what's the the point of even preaching? Because Jesus said to go into all the world and preach the gospel, he that believes is going to be saved. So what this is talking about. So you have to read all these together in context. You can't just take one scripture and go off with it. They all work together. They're not contradictory. He, the, the, see, what he's telling us here and in 2 Corinthians 5.19 is that the price has been paid for the sins of the whole world. So it's easy to preach the gospel because you're just telling them that that Christ is not holding your sins against you. They were dealt with on the cross. So believe what Jesus has done for you on the cross. It's finished. Your sins have been forgiven. Make Jesus the Lord of your life. It's the best decision you'll ever make in your life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, Pastor, well, well, you, you, people are going to have to answer. Now, now, now when it comes to believers, say, people are going to have to answer for their sin. And when people tell you that, I'm, I want you to take good notes right here. Yes, you have to a- answer for your sin. Here's the answer. Jesus paid it all. <laughs> You're going to have to answer for your sin. Yeah. You ready for the answer? Jesus finished the work. The answer is it's finished. The answer is Jesus paid it all. That's my answer. Next question. Who say God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn? The pass sentence on the world, he who now you don't have to repeat no more. He who believes in Him, anybody, any believers? He who believes in Him, who clings to, trusts in, relies on Him, is not judged. He who anybody trusting the Lord. He who trusts in him never comes up for judgment. Let me just dance here myself. It might hit you at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, but but you will never be judged. You you will never be judged for your sins. Because why? and, And God didn't sweep sin under the rug. He's a just God. The reason why your record is cleared of sin, the reason why you'll never be judged, because all of your sins were judged in the body of Jesus. Jesus paid the price. God didn't sweep sin under the rug. Sin was punished in the body of Jesus. I say this all the time. His death on the cross his burial, his resurrection, the whole process was a substitutionary thing. It was our sin for his righteousness. He took our sin so we can have his righteousness. And now we're created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Here's another scripture people take out of context. They don't read the whole thing. Um, In in Romans chapter 3, all have sinned and fall short. See, we all fall short. Anybody heard that? I'm going to commission y'all. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 99% 99% of the people that quote that don't know the next verse. See, you, you just can't, can't go off and run with a fragmentary part of a sentence. That's, that's, a, that's a, a, a fragmentary part of a statement that Paul was making. The next verse says, so all have, have past tense, okay? Have sinned. And fall short of the glory of God, being just, the next verse says, being justified or declared righteous, freely. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the verse that people use to try to say we're sinners is actually a passage telling us, it comes from a passage telling us that we're, we have right standing with God. He who trusts in him, who believes in him, will will never come up for judgment. For him, who who is him? Now, look at this, huh? The person that trusts in Jesus, right? For him, for him, for you, y'all believers, for you, there is no rejection. No condemnation. He encouraged no damnation. Ooh, man, I, so, I don't know about you, but I'm sure glad I came. You cannot. Anybody that, that, that is watching, listening to me, you don't know the Lord. You can't get right on your own. That was the problem with the law. It takes Jesus to make you right. And that's why he went to the cross. See, when if you believe this, once you believe this, see, people reject it. There are people who reject this message. But when you believe it, you're free. All you got to do is believe in the finished work and you're free. If you believe this, what Jesus really came to do for you, that that this is the true gospel, that Jesus paid it all you're free. Many people do not believe. Christians don't believe in God's unconditional love. They believe you have to earn his love. If you had to do that, but out of the same mouth, they say it's unconditional love. So how how is it that you have to work for it if it's unconditional? See, everything about this gospel is is because of Jesus. You have the free gift of righteousness because of Jesus. You have unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor. It's nothing you do. It's because of Jesus. You have the gift of righteousness because of Jesus obedience. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Romans 8-1, we'll close with with, with this. Um, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now some of you, if you have a translation that has some stuff after that, um, like the uh, King James, New King James, and, and I like those translations. They're cool. But no translation is perfect. First of all, you need to know that. Sometimes uh, we, we had, sometimes people ask questions that I know, I know it's not, this is not the right church for them. Somebody ask us, what translation do you preach out of? Like, so, What? Now, you know, there's, there are people who believe that Paul used the King James, which is it's, it's crazy to me. I mean, they know that Paul didn't use the King James, but they act like it because they think that that's, that's the only authorized version. Actually, there's older, there, there, there are manuscripts that are older than the manuscripts that the King James, and New King James come from. Translations like the um, NASB, New American Standard the ESV, NIV, all come from older manuscripts. And the older Greek manuscripts, which uh, many believe are are more more authoritative or um, more, uh, I, I I should say, not more authoritative, but more accurate, there are scholars who believe that these older manuscripts that the ESV, NASB, ESV comes from these are more accurate and so it leaves out that last phrase those earlier manuscripts leave out the last phrase who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit and why is that important and in some in in some translations there it's in italics and when you see italics most of the time that means that words in italics were added by the translators. Okay, before we get off too, too far in the weeds, let me bring back to this. I, I just w- said that just so that you can understand that there is no condition. Because when, when when you put that in there, it's like, well, there's no condemnation as long as I walk in the spirit. But even if it was, was in there, I could work with that because we ain't in the flesh, we in the spirit All the time because we're in Christ. We're always in the Spirit. When you're brushing your teeth, you're in the Spirit. It's not some spooky thing. (laughs) All right. But there's no, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, period, full stop. New Century Version. So now, those who are in Christ Jesus. are not judged guilty. Hallelujah. See, Paul is just preaching the gospel that Jesus revealed to him. You know that the, the Jesus, yeah, I mean, and Paul was personally taught the gospel by Jesus Christ. Huh? I mean, he even one time corrected Peter who walked with Jesus. Those who are in Christ Jesus are not judged guilty. Amen. Let me close with this in the um, amplified. Go back to the, this uh, amplified. Therefore, there is now. Everybody say now. Amen. No condemnation. No. Watch this. No, a judging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, I put that last part up there so you can see it's in italics. So that's, that's not in the original. It's added by the translators. So there is no condemnation for you because you are in Christ Jesus. God will never judge you of wrong because Jesus was judged for all your wrong. And that's joy. Every hip out, every eye closed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Oh, what joy.